Hi, I'm Dr. Kirsten Lauritsen. I'm a personal functional medicine practitioner for high performers and professional athletes. And I've worked with athletes in many different sports from the US sailing team to endurance sports and triathlon, CrossFit and professional tennis players across the board in any sport. Maintaining a foundation of a healthy body and mind is crucial for long-term success. This is the podcast that will show you how to apply the principles of a healthy body and mindset to achieve high performance all from the inside out. This is the Fit and Healthy Athlete Podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. I am talking today about how professional athletes prioritize their health and their performance. So here's a scenario that maybe you have gone through or noticed. There are like many athletes who come to work with me have been and me included, right, have been told that all about your success relies on training hard, showing up, getting the time in, consistency, technique, equipment, strategy, like all of those things are prioritized oftentimes by teams, but also that's typically what coaches ask us to do, right? They want us to show up. They want us to be consistent. All of those things are really important in sport for sure. Also your mindset, your mental game, mental performance, all of those things also are critical. However, where I see a lot of athletes struggle is over time when their body can't keep up with the training that they're doing. And part of that could be, you know, as we look into it a little bit more, part of it could be their, it is their lifestyle, maybe also their nutrition also could be other habits. Maybe it's sleep, maybe it's recovery, maybe it's traveling a lot. Maybe there's a lot of stress from traveling or from building a new home or moving, which is a very stressful event in life. All of those things that are going on may not be giving them the support or what they need in order to keep up with their training. So just over time, that training load starts to kind of chip away a little bit. And so what this episode and also what this show is all about is creating a foundation of health for athletic performance, right? So I know that there's a ton of podcasts out there on health, on sports nutrition, on fueling, and all of those things. And there's obviously a necessity for all of those things. Yet, a very common scenario is athletes can be tracking their macros or working with a really awesome, really awesome nutritionist or dietitian, taking all of the supplements or taking none at all, doing all of the training and working with the best coaches and still have symptoms and warning signs that something isn't quite right inside. So here's two stories for you. Number one is my story of <laughs> working with a vitamin D deficiency. So I was training for my first half Ironman, an Ironman 70.3. And one of the things that happened to me is I was doing my typical training and I had a strength workout. I, it had like 20 or 30 heavy squats in it with some running and, and things like that. And this was something that was fairly standard for me. It wasn't like out of the normal or anything like that. And, and one of the things that happened is I, so I did that workout and then I was like really sore the next day. And then really sore the next day. And then also really sore the next day. And this was kind of out of the normal because recovery for me, like, especially if I have a hard workout might take a day or two, but it definitely doesn't last a week. Right. 
So I go in and I see my massage therapist, I get chiropractic care, and I do all of these things to try to get my body to recover. Meanwhile, I'm definitely eating enough food and all of these things, but just something just still isn't quite right. And two weeks later, I was still dealing with this incredible pain and muscle soreness. It felt like my muscles, my quad muscles were like literal ropes. And that was just really, really weird. And I couldn't quite figure out what was happening. So what I did is I ordered a panel that showed me all of my nutrient levels and I came back super deficient in vitamin D. And when I mean super deficient, I mean that like the normal levels would be between like 50 to 80 and mine were in the teens. That is not just a low level of vitamin D. That is an absolute deficiency. And then what I started wondering is like why that would be the case. So I started digging a little bit deeper and I found that vitamin D is one of the nutrients that's absolutely essential for optimal recovery. So I fixed my vitamin D levels. I fixed some of the other things that I found on there. And then, um, I was able, and this was just, you know, several months before my, my Ironman was supposed to come up and I wasn't really being able to train very well. It was really, really, really stressful. Um, but it ended up being fine. Cause I fixed my vitamin D levels. I did super high vitamin D for a little bit. And then was able to drop that down, got back into training and my first half, I, like I was able to do it. I mean, there were many things that could, um, that I've learned about uh, doing Ironmans and things, but, um, uh, I was still able to do it and I was still able to compete and I didn't allow, um, I didn't spend too much time kind of tinkering around wondering what was going on and thinking that, oh, it's going to go away. I listened to my labs. I listened to what was going on and I fixed the problem. And that is Story number one, story number two. So I worked with a professional athlete this past year who was sick four to five times a year. And that was like the main thing that he was working on because overall he felt like he was pretty healthy and feeling pretty good. So he was generally performing really well and just mostly wanted to make sure that everything was just on point because um, he had heard that that was something that he should be doing and could be doing to continue performing well. So and this, you know, and this is also keeping in mind that he was working with, you know, with his team, he was working with some of the best physicians and sports docs and nutritionists and everything that they have available to those athletes. Um, but he came to me and, and he also mentioned that he was getting really close to a contract renewal. And when that happens, you know, it's always nice if they can have a little bit of a performance boost, um, that always helps, right? Any bit that you can get it, it, it's, it's helpful. And to put this in another perspective too, for some other athletes I've worked with, like that's a team sport, but you know, for, for athletes who kind of do more of like the one-on-one -on -one type thing, like triathlon, or just your sport is kind of based on you. Um, and maybe isn't necessarily based on like a contract. This is potentially like the difference between getting third place on the podium or first, or even making podium. So that's kind of the perspective that I want you to have here. So what we did is we ran all the labs and I'll tell you about which labs we ran at the end of this podcast. So stay tuned for that, but it was really interesting what we found. So although he felt really healthy, he was starting to overreach a little bit when it came to his training load and then inflammation. Ultimately what his labs basically gave us is that he was, he had a few nutrient deficiencies that were beginning. And those ones were in manganese, magnesium, and vitamin D. There were a few others that were a little bit low, like some of the B vitamins, but they weren't necessarily deficiencies per se. And then he also actually, this, I found this was really interesting. He doesn't have any GI symptoms at all. Um, but what we found is that he had an imbalance in GI bacteria as well. And 
And also there were, there was a little bit of leaky gut that was there and leaky gut is intestinal permeability. We're going to talk about that in a later episode, but it's essentially where inflammation or something just isn't quite right. Maybe there's too much stress, or it also can sometimes be related to food or something else. But basically what happens is the GI tract lining starts to get a little bit less strong is maybe a good way to put it. Um, it's where the, the, the cells that line your GI tract get a little bit inflamed, and then they can allow things to get in between them. They're not supposed to, it's supposed to be super, super tight. It's a barrier between you you and the outside world. Um, but every once in a while that, um, that intestinal permeability can start up and then it just causes some problems. And, and it also can start to interact with your immune system. And that's really important because as we started talking, once we got all of his labs back, he then opened up a little bit more and he had not only been sick the like four to five times a year. And that alone was causing some issues because he wasn't able to train during that time. And that was a lot of time missed. And he was kind of feeling the strain and the stress from that. But he also said that he had been getting some aches and pains. One was in his right shoulder and his left hip, which was unusual. It wasn't normally something that stayed around. You know, if he did have like an ache or pain, he'd go see his PT or whoever, and that would, and get some body work and that would clear it right up. But for him, um, it just keep, kept coming back periodically. And he really wasn't sure what was happening there. So what happened was we worked on what we found. And then he started performing better, um, even better than what he already had doing, because every year, you know, he was still performing at, at the level that he was required to, but also um, still seeing those improvements. We even saw some, some even better gap, uh, like boosts in his performance. And the cherry on top was that he renewed his contract. And um, it was a really great, great year of working with this particular athlete. So Here's the question with all of that is why for me, and also for this professional athlete, like why did that all work the way that it did? So most athletes focus on training. Maybe they work with a dietitian or have in the past or a nutritionist, um, because a lot of teams and a lot of athletes have access to nutritionists and dietitians, and they're usually really good. Um, and they, they could be better maybe with recovery. And I say that could be better with quotation marks around it. Um, and maybe you've worked on your nutrition and feeling, and you've got all of those things dialed in, maybe even done a bit of mindset work or mental performance or meditation based on what your team or your coach or whatever you have access to. Maybe you even work with somebody on that. But the, the issue though, is that that doesn't necessarily look at what's going on internally. So what I did was I created my six pillars for the foundation. This is my framework. This, these are my pillars for how I look at an athlete when they come in. So let's talk about those six pillars. So number one, environment and genetics is where I start with the first pillar, because this can include toxin exposure, which could be that your sport is in um, an environment that maybe is a little bit toxic. So for example, Ooh, let's choose your skydivers. So skydivers are a very interesting athlete to work with because they are around a lot of airplane jet fuels and those can be highly toxic. So making sure that you have all of those pathways open so that you can remove those toxins is really, really important. And toxin overload is definitely an issue. Um, another, another example of where toxin exposure could be coming up is let's say, and we're going to talk about this actually in a different pillar, but let's say your gut health isn't quite 
um, functioning properly, you're not necessarily going to be able to absorb some nutrients if you can't also get toxins out. So now you're starting to see how a lot of this stuff is working together. Also things like you um, travel a lot, or maybe you travel to a lot of places for work, or maybe for your sport that have very poor pollution. That's another example. Also, you know, cleaning supplies in your house, the type of products that you put on your skin. There's a lot of different areas where toxin exposure can come up. Also like water source, you know, all of those things as far as what we drink. Also things like your relationships, we can have that part of our environment um, is also really important. Having really positive people and positive uh, relationships, good friendships, good family members around, good team uh, work. Is, is, and also if you do have a job outside of your training, having a really good work environment is something too that can put a lot of stress on an athlete and cause a lot of issues there as well. As well as travel, work, finances, even all of those different areas can affect not only their part of your environment, but they can affect how your genetics are expressed. The second pillar is daily habits. So this includes things like sleep and nutrition. This includes things like recovery, as well as stress management. Those daily habits and routines are really critical. And especially if you look at a lot of pro athletes, they've dialed in their daily habits. They know, you know, what they're going to do at certain times of the day. They know when they're eating, they know when they're fueling. And there's a lot of things that they have really dialed in. Well, they also know that they're going to bed at a certain time. They're waking up at a certain time. And they're maybe even working with somebody to help with stress management, stuff like that. They understand that part of being a high-performing athlete is also keeping your stress under control, right? So that's because, I mean, keep this in mind, being an athlete is a really, it's a highly inflammatory endeavor. So being able to manage stress is a really critical piece of being able to perform at a high level. Pillar number three is inflammation. Just as I mentioned, being an athlete is an inflammatory endeavor. So this doesn't mean that you need to go and take all the anti-inflammatories and all of like the fish oils and all of the things. But what it means is that you need to understand how your body uses inflammation and how it correlates to your recovery, how you perform, how you adapt to that training. Um, and it also can be what causes problems as well. If inflammation just kind of overloads the system and then starts to affect your training and your performance. So understanding how inflammation works is really critical. And that is going to be what episode two is about. So stay tuned for that. Number four, pillar number four is, um, a, it's called internal system function. I probably could come up with a better name for that. That might sound a little bit overwhelming or kind of like, I'm going to go to sleep. However, <laughs> stay with me. So internal system function is essentially about checking all of the systems that are going on inside. And what you may have heard before, and you may also be on this level with me as well, is that every single system is connected, right? Like, um, we need to make sure that our energy pathways are on point. So this is like your mitochondria, making sure that you have enough and all of these connect, right? So making sure you have enough nutrients and making sure that you are managing some of that oxidative stress, all of those things can affect the mitochondria and keep in mind that, um, and we'll also talk about this in a later episode as well, is that the mitochondria are part of what makes an athlete perform really well. Um, there are studies that have shown after looking at like biopsies of different types of muscle tissues, the athletes that are performing at a high level have 
not only more mitochondria per, you know, muscle tissue, um, but they also have really good, well-functioning mitochondria too. So they're not toxic, uh, you know, things like that. Another system would be like your immune system, your GI tract, your detox pathways. And this isn't talking about that. You need to go do all the supplements and all the things. This is just making sure that the way that your body removes toxins and used up medications and hormones and things like that are all open. Another one are like hormones and your brain chemistry, as well as the musculoskeletal system itself, nutrient status, reproductive systems, and physiology. So there's a lot to unpack there. And we're going to do that on this show um, as we go. So stay tuned for all of that. But as you can start to see, it's not just about training. And it's not just about strategies and technique and different types of uh, equipment, right? All of these things are part of creating a foundation for a healthy athlete that can then also perform. So here's the thing, if pillar three and four, so if inflammation and if these kind of internal systems are all functioning well, and they're all dialed in, then you can absorb the training and you can, and you can adapt to that training. Please keep in mind, and we're going to talk about this too in a follow-up episode, but when it comes to adapting to exercise, or training in general. So let's say you're spending anywhere between an hour to four hours on a train in a training block per day. Those, that time that you spend there isn't when you adapt to training, you adapt to training afterwards. So later on in the day. So this means that not only does the work that you put in for your training make be that's really important, but you also, and this is another area where athletes kind of don't understand what's happening with their physiology as it comes to training and, and being able to adapt and get stronger and faster and whatever else it is that you're trying to, to do. But you, a lot of people focus a lot on their training and they put all of their energy into that, but then the rest of their day, their habits, the things they do, the things they eat, the, you know, the rest of their entire day is um, they don't focus at all on that time. And the issue with that is that where you adapt to training isn't in the training itself. It's afterwards. It's outside of your training because what happens is you put that stress into the body and then the body goes, Ooh, I don't really want to be unprepared for that tomorrow. So you do the training, you put the stress into your system, and then it's afterwards that your body starts to adapt. But here's the thing. If inflammation is out of control, and if you also, or it's starting to raise up and it's not being managed well, or it's just starting to, instead of your body being able to mop it up properly, let's say that that inflammation is now an oxidative stress is starting to overload the system. That's when we're going to start to see symptoms. That's when we're going to start to see problems. So, and that's also too, where we start to see performance decline. And the thing is, is like, you can have it, like, it can literally have nothing to do with fueling or your hydration or your mindset all could be solid and your technique could all be on point. But as soon as one of those areas gets overloaded or doesn't have what it needs, the whole system starts to throw warning signs, which you would call symptoms. So being able to dial in your inflammation and make sure that all of these internal systems are functioning really well is part of making sure that not only you have a foundation for a really healthy body, but also you're going to see those benefits in your performance. So that's why identifying and making sure that all of these pillars are on point is critical for your success. And I know that's kind of like a, like a, Ooh, 
success? What does success mean? Whatever it means to you is what it means. Um, being able to be faster, get a faster time, maybe do an Ironman sub 13 hours, or maybe that's, you know, renewing that contract, like my, um, you know, one of my athletes, or maybe that's making podium, or maybe that's the difference between third, second, or first, right. Or heck, maybe that's just the difference of, you know, not bonking on the run or on a bike, right. Of a, of a, of a triathlon. So though, that's what I mean by like all of these different areas are really, really important. Pillar number five, sports nutrition. So this is also a pillar, making sure that your fueling and hydration are on point, but also that your daily nutrition is on point as well. Making sure you're eating enough food and um, even also keeping it simple, but making sure you're eating enough food for what you need and what your for, for what your specific needs are is really important. Pillar number six is then the training piece. So that's mindset, resilience, technique, and anything else that uh, strategy, anything else that falls underneath that training pillar is part of it. So as you can see, there's six areas, there's six pillars where we could be focusing um, a lot of attention on when a lot of athletes are missing several of those. Are you with me? So think about it like this. I want you to either grab a piece of paper, or if you're driving, just make some mental notes. I want you to just like, listen and be like, yes, check. That's me. Yes. Check. That's me. And just, just keep a mental note as you go through some of these. But if you're writing these down, I want you to write down which ones, um, are areas where you said yes. Okay. So here's, here's number one. Do you struggle to recover? Does it take you three to four days to get rid of soreness after a workout? And is that soreness pretty darn intense? And it doesn't necessarily matter what type of workout you're doing, whether it's a really, really, really intense CrossFit workout or strength session or a really long bike ride. Like, are you staying sore for multiple days afterwards? Are you extra tired in the morning? Can you sleep eight to nine hours and still don't feel rested and energized? Do you have hormone imbalances? Do you get hangry or crash if you don't have food every few hours? Do you get bloated in your gut or have any heartburn frequently, or maybe any aches or pains in your gut, like cramping, abdominal pain, or do you have an autoimmune condition that affects your gut? Are you noticing more and more fatigue? So maybe that's daily fatigue, or maybe your workouts just aren't feeling as good as they used to. Do you struggle to sleep well? Do you have aches or pains in multiple joints or muscles that either keep recurring and coming back, or you just can't find a solution to them? Do you have shortness of breath that is unusual? Do you have any skin conditions like rosacea, eczema, or acne? Okay. Each of these areas, this is not an exhaustive list by any means, but each of these areas, those questions, if you said yes to one or multiples is a potential area in the body that's out of balance. So that's going back to those internal system functions. So all of those organ systems that are happening and all of those axes that connect the brain to different muscles, something isn't quite right. But knowing that that is something that you can fix and you can work on is a really, really great place to start. So the point is this, if you are a high performer or if you are an athlete that's training for something, you might be a weekend warrior, you might be an age grouper or an amateur athlete, or you might be a professional athlete. You've likely worked with sports physicians and medics. You might've worked with nutritionists, all sorts of people, or maybe you haven't 
maybe you haven't, <laughs> maybe you haven't done anything about it yet. And you're just kind of ignoring those symptoms, hoping they're going to go away. <laughs> but if you have, if you have worked with a nutritionist or a dietitian, you can work with a, a chiropractor. You can work with another functional medicine practitioner. There's, there's so many different people that you can work with that are absolutely incredible at what you, at what they do. But if you have a toxic gut or an inflamed gut or an inflamed GI tract, or something isn't quite right with your immune system around the GI tract, so many different areas, you're not going to be able to remove the toxins that are in the GI tract and then be able to also absorb really good nutrients either. And this can, this can happen either because your microbiome is uh, there's dysbiosis. So there's too high of levels of different types of bacteria and that's throwing the whole system off. There's many different reasons for this could be leaky gut, like I mentioned above or intestinal permeability, but your microbiome and your GI tract being in balance is critical for maintaining and also being able to absorb nutrients, maintaining those nutrient levels. You're seeing how all of this connects now, because all of those nutrients are basically just building blocks for your body to be able to produce and do what you want it to do. So if you don't have enough CoQ10, or if you don't have enough vitamin C, if you don't have some of these different factors or enough antioxidants in your body coming in through food, not necessarily supplements, it's going to be really hard for your mitochondria to do their job and to be able to remove some of the toxic products that they produce in making their job and happen essentially. So, or another scenario, you might be deficient in iron or vitamin D that's leading to your shortness of breath, or like my scenario, that fatigue or really difficulty recovering inflammation can also cause that too. So my challenge to you is this, I want you to think about the exercise that we just did and each of those areas and decide which one or several you're going to work on this year. And what steps do you need to take to get it figured out? Do you need to order tests or labs and set a baseline? Do you need to start eating more food and more variety of different types of colors and different types of, um, and types of food. So getting a lot of large variety, more variety. Do you need to balance how much processed food or gluten or, um, certain types of products you're consuming with the ratio of whole foods? Do you need to start down the path of figuring out inflammation? and learning more about how to manage oxidative stress as an athlete? Is it time to take a deeper look into your gut and, or your immune system? All of those things, right? There are so many different areas that you could start working on. Maybe even it's just figuring out what your levels, your nutrient levels are, getting a few tests run. So here's one place for you to start. Number one, you can get started by going to see your primary care physician and asking for a standard lab workup. Let them know, tell them that you're prioritizing your health this year and you are, you just want to establish a baseline. You want to make sure that any labs that they can run, they get run so that you can know you're just, you're focusing on your health. You want to make sure you're, you're hundred percent, you know, where you need to be and anything that they can do to help show you where you're at would be great. That list might include something like a, a complete blood count. So a CBC a metabolic panel that might include lipids. So that would be a full cholesterol panel that might include C reactive protein, maybe vitamin D and vitamin B12. 
You might even ask them not only to run vitamin B12, but also see if they can run methylmalonic acid. There's actually a difference between the two and, and the two, the, both of those can tell you a little bit more about whether you're actually deficient in vitamin B12, or if there's something else going on. Maybe you might also want to run a thyroid panel. So that doesn't just include TSH, but that also includes free T3 and free T4, as well as some of the thyroid antibodies like TPO, um, thyroid peroxidase, a couple of different things that you can have run there. And then HbA1c. So that would be checking for blood sugar, diabetes, sort of balance there. Um, so once you have all of that, then if you want to go further, what you can do is you can go to nwfunctionalmedicine.com. It's going to be a link in the show notes to schedule a free consultation with me. And we can talk about getting specialty labs, like maybe a gut microbiome panel, maybe a full nutrient panel and anything else that will help to fill in some gaps so that what what you get to do is you get a program that is specifically for you. So it's not just like, oh, you know, okay. So maybe you have a little bit of inflammation. Let's just start you on 1600 milligrams of, of, um, of omega threes, or maybe we'll start you on a mega dose of four grams or 4,000 milligrams of, of omega threes or, oh, you know, standard wise people should just be on an, on a multivitamin. The problem with that is that it's not specific to you. It doesn't take into account what you actually need. So what you can do is you can run these panels and see what your body is telling you that you need and then make a plan that is specific for you. And this is why this is just so important. And if you're thinking, whoa, that's a little too fast for me, Dr. K, then what you can do is you can go to drkirsten.com slash finish strong to learn more about how you can prioritize your health to see even better performance improvements. And that's all I have for you today. Thanks for being here. Hey, did you know that up to 70% of athletes may be deficient in at least one micronutrient, if not potentially deficient in two or more? Micronutrient deficiencies like vitamin D, iron, calcium, vitamin E, B12, B9 are super common in athletes. And they can lead to things like fatigue, they can lead to injuries and fractures, getting sick a lot and missing practice to unexplained pain and a lot more. On the flip side though, Athletes who corrected nutrient deficiencies saw improvements in VO2 max, vertical jump, grip strength, force, improved delayed onset muscle soreness, and a lot more. That's why I created the Strong to the Finish Line free guide for athletes like you to be able to train and compete symptom-free so that you can have the confidence and the power to perform at your best. Get this guide for free at drkirsten.com slash finishstrong.